Hallelujah. Yes. Praise the Lord. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes? Yes. Okay. All right. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Romans. God told me to go back again to the book of Romans. Twelfth chapter. Twelfth chapter. Amen. When you get it. Yahalamia, amen. Amen. All right. Romans 12, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. God, we thank you for the living word. We thank you for keeping us in perfect peace of the mind that stayed on you. God, hide us behind the cross tonight, God, that we can only see you. We can't see ourselves. We can't think about other things or other people. But right now, God, let us let us look into the Word of God and we not be blindsided by the enemy. So we come against every spirit not like God in the name of Jesus. We come against every spirit that would try to stop, stop us, block us, hinder us from the Word of God. We thank you, God, hallelujah, that we love you more than ever than before. We thank you for the word of God that teaches us and preaches to us that we will live a clean and holy life before you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Last week, last week we we're uh, on this particular chapter, and I began to search the scriptures this week when the Lord told me to go back into the book of Romans 12 again. Amen. Hallelujah. And the book of Romans 12 and 1. And as I usually do, I usually talk about the book itself, and it gives us an idea of what God's talking or telling his people, uh, the Roman culture, the Romans um, themselves. They were a very powerful nation. Um, there were a people that was victorious in a lot of ways. Um, this particular city was on the seacoast, so there were a lot of different countries uh, represented there. They would come and um, drop off their their uh, things, and they would go. And so uh, in every big city, like in Miami or in the city of uh, New York or in the city of California or even in, in Texas, there are big cities. And while there are big cities there, there are a lot of different denominations and there are a lot of very unholy, unorthodox people of God that would do anything at any time with anybody. Why in that particular um, area, Rome, there was a city there and there was a people there, a lady named Diana. She was a goddess. And her whole priority was to uh, to take down the city, and it would live um, against the will of God. And the people there were charged by God to live holy and to be acceptable unto him. This particular book was written by um, the Apostle Paul himself. And it was a book that was written to the Christians, to the believers, 
at this time um, because you're one of the people, again, to live for God. And there was a church that was established in this big city. But like other big cities, the people would um, do whatever they wanted to do, go where they wanted to go, say what they wanted to say. And the people would become confused as to what to do, what not to do. Um, there's a, a word in the Bible called apostasy. And the word apostasy means that they would take the, the gospel and twist it to their advantage. And God was telling through Apostle Paul that they had to learn to live holy and acceptable unto God. He said of them to have a, a living, let them become a living sacrifice um, for the people of God. Um, and then you had the Jews as well, that they were against the will of God. The Jews were jealous of God. The Jews were, even though Christ himself was born a Jew, the Jews were very upset because it, it turned their world upside down. Um, they didn't believe in Jesus Christ uh, being the Savior of the world, but they believed he was a Jew and that they believed he was a teacher. Um, and one book I read, it said that the Jews considered Christ the mortal enemies of God. And this is how much they really hated him. And they made lots of ways to make sure that they would try to take Christ down. But they didn't realize that what they were doing is our father was doing his, his business. He was doing what God had called him to do. He was doing what he was born to do. He was born to die. In the past of his 33 years, he was born to die, to live, uh, to preach the gospel, to um, uh, create miracles for people. And then at the end of the 33 years, he was crucified and he died on the cross just um, for you and I. Amen. But my particular Bible, uh, one of the Bibles, it says that uh, this was a living sacrifice. In the Old Testament, the the animals were a uh, an example for um, uh, for holy living. They would uh, the animals, and they would take them their blood, and they would spread it across the tables or whatever, and so it was their sacrifice. So. In other words, they didn't believe that um, that Jesus had to die for our sins. They just figured as long as they could sprinkle a little blood and God would forgive them and they would go on. But again, this was not the Christ. He was not uh, born yet on the earth. He was always with us and he will always be with us. But however, in the Old Testament, he was considered the triune Godhead. There there was the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and they were one. Um, and here Jesus uh, was born through the womb of his mother Mary and, again, again was lived for 33 years. Um, but they wanted us to be a living sacrifice, no longer just putting shedding blood on a 
on a, on a particular area, but the living sacrifice was the sacrifice for Christ himself. Amen. So, we're going to go ahead and start with the Romans, and we're going to start again with the second verse. Amen. And uh, like I said, God told me to let's go through this again and make sure we understand um, what was happening here. Um, again, it says this, verse 1. Um, um, okay, it says, uh, says, I beseech you, I meaning Paul, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, so he's saying, I beg you, sisters and brothers, I beg you, by the mercies of God, the mercy. Mercies is something that we don't deserve, but he did it because he loved us. Um, in the Old Testament, when you sinned, you died. And you fornicated, you died. When you cheated, you died. Okay? That's the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, God gives us grace. God gives us grace and he gives us mercy. Mercy to realize that we've made mistakes and we have the opportunity to turn around and to make a change in our lives. So it says, um, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. So God says, here now, church, I want your bodies to be a living sacrifice. I don't want an animal. I don't want a donkey. I don't want a, a, a card. I don't want anything. He says, but right now, he's telling the Roman church that I want you to know that the living sacrifice must be you yourself. The living sacrifice is you. That Christ died on a cross just for us. And now with his sacrifice of praise, our praise is a sacrifice. Our love is a sacrifice. Everything we do should be, as believers in Christ, be a sacrifice acceptable. Meaning, he's saying to me, this is acceptable. This is what I want you to do. That the body is no longer a sacrifice, but the spirit of God within you. When you uh, give your life to Christ, now becomes acceptable. It is acceptable what? Unto God, which is your reasonable service, the reasonable service. It is a worship, okay? It is your heart. It is your mind. It is your soul. It is your, uh, your diligence in which you seek the face of God. That is your reasonable service. It's the least that you can do because Christ has died on a cross 
for you and I. So no matter what's happening around you, the least that we can do is seek the face of God and know that he is God and that he died on a cross just for you and just for me. And it is reasonable. It is important. And it is why Christ died just for you and I. Our bodies are living sacrifices. Our bodies is made up the outer man, okay, the inner man, and the spirit man. The outer man, again, is the, the part that you can touch, that you can feel, okay? But that's your outer man, okay? Okay? But now we have the, the spiritual man, the ruha. That word, uh, the, that ruha means the wind of God. That wind of God in you, when you speak, it is the wind of God. The wind of God that speaks to us and through us. Okay? That is the wind of God that he speaks of being reasonable towards him. The service of God. That we have to realize that we are bought here with a price so that we will be acceptable unto him. Okay? And we acknowledge that he is God, and there is no God unlike unto our God. There's no other Jesus like our Jesus. There's no other entity. There's no anything other than God himself. There's some people say that there are other things out there. You have the Jehovah Witness believe in that, that their belief is that this is, the, this is as best as it gets, that when we die, there's no heaven, there's no hell, it's just this right here, okay? Okay, there's other religions that believe the same thing. But we as believers, that we are, we are uh, born with a Christ, okay, that when we give our lives to Christ, that the reasonable service to God is acknowledging that he is God and there is no God like ours. And that we will be conformed into this world, not to the things of God, but we must be conformed, con, meaning changed, formed into the image of God. That So that while we are no longer the same, when we begin and we say to ourselves, We've yielded our lives to Christ, and we've changed our lives, okay? Now we are new creatures. We are new creations in Christ. That's verse 2. And be ye not conformed. In other words, God saying to them, I don't want you to be like the world. I don't want you to be like the world. I want you to be like me. I want to look in the mirror that when I see you, I see God, and vice versa. That this is the confirmation that God's talking about. It says, be ye not conformed to what? This world. Oh, so we're not 
our own anymore. We are not, we are bought with a Christ. So now we belong to a new world. We belong to a new creation. We belong to another place. We are no longer part of this world's system. But we are transformed. Trans mean I'm moving from one place to another place. In other words, when I moved from Florida, South Florida, and to South Carolina, I am now transforming. I'm moving from one place on the earth and to the other place. But in the spirit, I move from the place of I do not know God, I do not serve God, I don't want to know God, but now I'm changing into another place in God. I'm a new creature. I don't look the change. I don't look the same spiritually. I don't talk the same spiritually. I don't pray the same spiritually. I don't think the same spiritually. Why? Because I now, as a woman and a man of God, I now am a new creature. I'm a new created vessel that I know that Jesus is Lord of lords and king of kings in my life. So that no matter what happens around me, no matter what people say, I am taking another course of action. I'm moving from one place or one destination to another destination. I've taken on a new Kingship. I've taken on a new headship. I'm no longer the same. My mind is changed. My spiritual mind is changed. So we must understand that we are no longer the, the same person. Okay? Our outer appearance might look a little different. Okay? But the inner man now, once it takes on the mind and the spirit of God, I am no longer the same. And eventually, once you begin to give your life to Christ and begin to know him and begin to fellowship with him and begin to love on him, begin to study your word, your scriptures, even our outer man changes. I don't know about you, but I've seen people over the years that when they've given their life to change the whole outer man and the inner man changes with it. For example, if you, you if you know anybody that's um has ever been an alcoholic over the years, they get older or they look older, their their mindset's older, their 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 even their thoughts are, are different. They just seem like they're not the same anymore. But when we turn our lives over to Christ in every way not just give him a little bit and the, what you want you give and what you don't want to give to him, you hold it in the closet. But I'm talking about when you have taken a new designated position and spiritual uh, uh, position in God, the outer man as well as the inner man is now changed. He's changed. I'm conformed. 
into Christ's image. I am now a new creature. I'm now becoming a new example of what the Bible says we are supposed to be like. Amen. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed, transfigured, like Jesus, transfigurated, hallelujah, into another place in God. Our minds, our minds, our minds. Again, as I began to study about the mind itself, the, 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 we're talking about the physical mind has different parts of the mind. Again, you have the mind that, um, um, has three compartments and, and you have a part of your, of your brain, your physical brain has your memories and there's a part of your brain that has the, 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 the current events and there's a, uh, part of your brain that even when you're asleep, your brain's still functioning, and that's why we have dreams, okay? That's a part of your physical brain, but your spiritual part of you changes as well. You can't do what you used to do. There's something in you that the Holy Spirit will will tug on your heart and tug on your spirit. I'm talking about when you're feeling filled with the Holy Ghost now, but when the, when the heart will tug at you when you know you're wrong. Uh, your heart will tug at you when you start feeling like you want to curse or you curse your heart. God's heart will tug on you and let you say, don't do this, don't say that, don't go there, don't do this. Why? Because the spiritual heart of you, the spiritual mind that's in your inward man now says, I can't do those things. Why? Because your mind is now being renewed. The mind, the mind, the mind, the mind. I remember years ago there was a commercial on the TV that would say that the mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, yes, there is the mind is a terrible uh, thing to waste because when I lose my mind, I lose everything. When I lose my spiritual mind, I lose everything. And then I need medication to keep my mind focus. I need um, 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 medication to remind me to eat. I need the, uh, medication to do these things because the enemy has, has stolen our mind. But the spiritual part of us says that God says, be ye renewed by your mind. So that means our mind can be regenerated. Yes, your mind can be regenerated. Your mind, that ye may prove that is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We talked just about this um, last week about uh, the acceptability of the mind set. And many of us tell us that we can't have a be perfect. Okay? But in this particular scripture here, it tells us, okay, that you can be perfect. It says that ye may prove that is that good, good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That I myself, Glenda alone, cannot be perfect. Okay? But when I take on the spiritual mind of God, 
I'm talking about when I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Not partially filled or filled when you want to be. But when I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. That I can take on the perfect mind of Christ. He says, for that which is perfect. And the only one that is perfect is the mind of Christ. So that we can take on the perfect will of God in our lives. Hallelujah. That we can take on the perfect will of God in our minds. I often used to say, well, how can I how can I take on the mind of Christ? Well, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. When we're filled, knocked down, drag out, uh, overrunning with the Holy Ghost. Everything that's in this Bible that we are capable of doing. Why? Because we have the mind of Christ now. We don't take on the mind of Willie. We don't take on the mind of Glenda. We don't take on the mind of the Lord. We take on the mind of Christ. And in his mind, okay, it is acceptable and there will be a perfect will of God in our lives. Can I be perfect? The human nature says you can't be perfect. But in the will of God, in his will, in his dominion, with his power, with his anointing, everything that the word of God says we can have, we can have. Everything that God says in this word we can do, we can do. The Bible says, for we are fearfully and wonderfully weighed, and our soul knoweth right well. Amen. You begin to think about over the years, for example, in the Old Testament, when Moses went up to the mountain, and he said himself with God and began to seek the face of God. The mind of God had to talk to him. God's mind had to talk to Moses' mind. So there was a communication between man and God. And so I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, that us ourselves can take on the the spiritual mind of God. Without a doubt, we can do it if we desire to do what God has called us to do. Not think about doing, but about praying about doing, but knowing that if you die tonight, where would you end up in eternity? And I often say to that to myself every night before I go to bed, and I begin to talk to God, and I say, God, forgive me for everything that I thought I did or didn't do. Because if I die tonight, Father, I want to wake up in eternity with you. But it takes that kind of mindset that all that I have, God, is I'm giving unto you. We're back again tonight in Romans 12. Amen. I'm at verse 2 and 3. It says, but the mind of Christ, the perfect will of God. And every time we stand in the will of God, it is his perfection that we move in. 
In his perfection, we breathe in him. In his perfection, I know that I know that I know that there is a God, that we walk in his DNA. When we give our lives to Christ, when we walk in his perfection, we walk in his will, we walk in his way, and we hold on to God with our dear life. Because the Bible tells us that tomorrow is not promised. This could be the very last night on our earth. This could be the very night that we leave this earth, and where would we be? How uh, how do we know we're going to get into kingdom? Well, you confessed it, and you can possess it. If you don't confess it, you won't possess it. If you don't yield your body, your mind, and your spirit to God, where will we end up in eternity? Where will we end up in eternity? I used to always pray all the time, and I said, God, um, it is so hard sometimes when you lose a lot of things in your life that are the most important to you. But I found out when you lose the things or these most important things to you, those things push you towards God. It pushes to a relationship. It pushes to you to pray. It pushes to you to fast. It pushes you to seek the face of God. It pushes you to read your Bible. Why? Because the things that you've lost that are closest to you, they're near, they cannot, you cannot rely on them anymore uh, to get a prayer to. So now we've got to seek the face of God for ourselves. And one of the things we must seek the most is the mind of Christ. We've got to put on it. Every now and then I'll just take my hand and take my hands and I literally pick my hands up and Put it on my head and say, Lord, I'm putting on the mind of Christ. I'm putting on your mind, God. It is not my mind. It is not my thoughts. It is not my issues. But right now, I'm putting on your mind so that I can walk like you tell me to walk. I can talk like you tell me to talk. I can do what you tell me to do. Why? Because I'm putting on your mind tonight, Lord. And I can't make it without you. I can't pray without you. I can't breathe without you. Holly, we can't do anything without you. But when we put on the mind of Christ, we can do anything but fail in his eyesight. And I don't know about you. I don't want to fail. There's, there's so many There's so many things out there right now. Um, a couple of days ago, everybody was... Um, going worrying about whether there was a hurricane here and there was floods in Texas and there's all these. So these, ladies and gentlemen, are times, signs of the times. And the signs of the times are there uh, for us to know that Christ is on his way back. So how do I get myself prepared for his coming? I seek your face. I look at what I do and does what my word, what my life, does it line up with the word of God? The word says line upon line. 
precept upon precept. So I can't be half in the gospel and half out the gospel. I can't line, my word says line upon line and precept upon precept. So I can't, 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 can't be, uh, in the church one way and go out the church another way. Why? Because the Bible tells us line upon line and precept upon precept. Like this church here. This church was in the midst of doing just about anything they wanted to do. But God was telling this church, I need you to take on my mind. I want you to know that there's mercies available to you. That love is available to you, but you must conform to the image of God so that when we look in the mirror, we don't see Glenda. When we look in the mirror, we don't see anybody. When we look in the mirror, our mirror should see Christ. When we look in the mirror, I should see Elohim himself. The look in the mirror there must be a representation of God in the mirror, not Glenda herself. Why? Because now I've taken on a new attitude. I've taken on a new mind. I've taken a new structure in my life. I am no longer the same. I am what God says I am. I shall do what God shall I do. I shall be fervent in the word of God. I shall pray like God called me to pray. I shall fast like God have called me to fast. Why? Because I have taken on a new mind now. I've taken it on. I'm taking it on. And this is the perfect will of God for us. This is the perfect will of God for us in everything we do. Why? Because we've taken a new attitude in Christ towards us today. New attitude. New attitude in Christ. We must be overcomers. We've got to learn to become overcomers. In other words, when things get bad and look look really bad in your home, we've got to be overcomers to the point that this too shall pass. Many times I'll just walk around my house and I'll say, uh, this too shall pass. Okay? Life bill cut up, well, this too shall pass. No money in the bank? Well, this too shall pass. Gas run out of, car run out of gas? Well, this too shall pass. I'll call my friend and she'll take me to the store because this too shall pass. I'm not going to let anything get uh, to get me rattled. I'm not going to let anybody get me get discouraged anymore. I don't know about you, but there are many times in my life that I was so disgusted and busted and, and frustrated and aggravated. Why? Because I didn't know who I was in God. But when I realized who I was in God, when I knew that I was a royal priesthood, I knew that I was a holy nation, that I knew was that city that stood upon a hill, when I knew that when I called on God, that God would answer me, when I knew what God told me, who I am and whose I am, that I didn't get frustrated any longer. I get uh, uh, aggravated any longer. I didn't get get mad and eat, get even. And, and because I realized now I've taken on a new nature. My new mindset, that, that I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to lie down and die. I'm not going to just say, oh, well, whatever happens is going to be happening. No, God, 
You have given me the power. In other words, he's given us the power to do anything but fail if we believe. The power, the power, the power. I think one of my favorite words in the Bible is exousius. Exousius, he's given us all power. He's given us all dominion. He's given us all authority. He's given us everything that we need as believers in Christ. I can't worry about what mama did and daddy did and sister did. I can only do what God called me to do in my dispensation or in my time period in this life. When you begin to realize whom God has called you to be in his word, when you begin to realize that the mind of Christ, your mind controls your thoughts, your mind controls what you say, your mind controls how you think, the mind controls everything about you. That's why when you go to the grocery stores, you go to the grocery stores and they have all this little calming music, okay? They call it some little music. And what it does is that music is there is to keep you calm and keep you just going up and down the aisles and buying more things, more food, more chips, more candy, more cakes, everything. Why? Because you're nice and calm and I'm going to spend all my money. And before you get to the, the, the end of the store, when you get, you say, oh, I didn't mean to spend this money. Why? Because it is subliminally saying to you, spend more money. Okay? And well, we need that attitude with Christ. Okay? We need the same attitude with Christ. That I'm going to run hard. I'm going to run fervently. I'm going to run with power. I'm going to run with that. I'm going to be, be fervent in everything I need to do. I'm going to be fervent and know that God loves me. I No matter what's going to happen on the outside, I know that God, my Redeemer liveth in me. Why? Because I'm seeking that which is perfect, and what that perfect is, God himself. He died on the cross for us. He died, he died, he died on a cross for us that you and I might have the tree of life. That he would, he died on a cross that no matter what we're going to, we have an opportunity to repent. Now, I talked about this last week. Now, you can repent and repent, and yes, it tells you many times how many times can we shall re, uh, repent, but I also told you that there are many people that they find an excuse to, to to repent to sin. Now, we're not supposed to use an excuse to sin, okay? We have to know that our life must be wrapped up in Christ. Amen. Amen. Now, I want you to turn to um, um, the book of Romans uh, again, eight. Um, eight. Yeah, I want you to go to eighteen. Romans eight now. Hallelujah. Romans eight. Hallelujah. Romans eight. Hallelujah. Now, in the book of Romans, this is talking about obstacles that no. As believers that we must go through. These are obstacles that we're going to go through. We 
we're all of us going through some kind of suffering. All of us, whether it's financial, social, economical, uh, all of us are going through things in our life, and we will go through things as long as we're in this mortal body, that we will go through things in our lives, okay? All of us, every one of us. Nobody is exempt from things in our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. I want you to get there. Now, this would be um, Romans 8, 28. The Romans 8. Okay, let's go up to 26. Uh, okay, let's go to 28. Romans 8. And 28. Now, this is talks about when you come through these obstacles, when we go through these certain things, whether it's, like I said, troubles or issues in our life, we're all going to go through things. But we also must know, amen, that God is in charge of our lives, no matter what's happening. Okay. 28. And we know, this is Romans. It says, and we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and them who are called accordingly to his purpose. His purpose. His purpose. All of us were born with a purpose. All of us are born with a purpose. Okay? Now, whether or not we fulfill our purpose or whether you have give your life in order to walk in that purpose, okay, are two different things. But here, uh, the Romans, he's telling them no matter what you're going through in your purpose, okay, know that all things work together for the good. You said, how do I know that all things work together for the good? I remember the day, the very moment, the second, the day that my mother passed away. When she shut her eyes, there was a, one tear on the left eye of her eye, so I knew she was dying. She knew she was dying. And when she shut her eyes, I said, God, how can this be for my good? And I had been reading the scripture. It says, and we know that all things work together for the good. But I said to myself, God, I can't. This is not good. God, I know what your word said, but God, it doesn't feel good. That the one woman that I had in my life, the woman that took care of me, the woman that nursed me, the woman that taught me God, the woman that chastised me, the woman gave me everything that she knew in her heart that she could give me, that she died. And you said, and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and then that are called according to his purpose. Well, when I saw the first part of it, I just didn't understand it. And we know that all things work together for the good of those that love God. But then he said, Glenda, take a look at the other part of it. It says, and to them who are called according to his purpose. He says, Have I not told you that you are called with a purpose? And I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried. 
And I didn't want to accept what God was saying to me. What he was saying to me was that even in my mother's death, that there was a purpose. That we build a close relationship. That I was there for her because I promised her that I will always be with her until she passed from this earth. Because she was feeling always unloved. And she would tell me that a lot of times she said, no, uh, all my life everybody walked away from me. And so I would never, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I said, no, Mama, I promise you. And she gave me a little speak, a think, uh, what do you call it, a little little square, you know, where you little, little twinkle go there with your fingers. And I said, Mom, I promise you that I will be with you till the end. So when I began to remember what God told me, I began to feel a little better about it. And 29 says, and, and whom he did foreknow, he also did predestine to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be my God, my God, Shanda, the firstborn. So I began to understand more often after that that people come into our lives for reason, and people come out of our lives for reason, whether it's by death or just by moving from a place to a place. God knows everything that he is doing for us, and even when we don't understand it, it's still God. It's still God. And 31 says this, and what shall we then say to these things? So God, what can I say to these things? What can I say to this? If God be for us, who can be against us? So if I love God, no matter no matter what obstacles I go through, whatever shame or crying or situations, car breaking down, marriages falling apart, no matter what we're going through, God says he will be with us. He will be with us. That what shall we say to these things? If God be with us, who shall be against us? Nobody that comes against us that's any important. God is the most important thing that we can ever have in our whole entire being. He will He was there from for us in the beginning and he'll be with us till the end. Why? Because he's God and he loves us. When we give our lives to Christ. Bottom line. Number 33 says, And so, who shall lay anything to the charge of God? Elect. It is God, God that justifies. So God justifies everything that happens in our life. We don't have to say so in our life. God is in charge. God is in charge. No matter what's happening in our life, God is in charge. God is in charge of everything we do. God is in charge whether you take a breath in the morning. God is in charge whether you lie down to sleep in the morning. God is in charge. He can easily cut off your breath right now because he has kept us. He has birthed us. He's in charge of us. 
He regulates our blood pressure, high blood pressure, low blood pressure, no blood pressure. He's in charge of everything in our lives. He's in charge. He is the Christ. He is the anointed one. He is our Savior. He is Elohim God himself. He's in charge of our lives. My God, my God. My God. 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Sometimes we feel like we're separated. Sometimes when you go through a lot of stuff and you go through ups and downs in your life or sometimes in your jobs or sometimes in relationships, sometimes in school, it sounds like you're all alone, but the devil is a liar. Jesus said he'll never leave us or forsake us even until the ends of the earth. So no woman of God, no man of God, no everybody on the line that no matter what happens, God says to his word, he gave us his word that he will never, ever, ever leave me or forsake me even until the ends of the earth. So we don't have to worry about being alone, left out, uh, 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 thrown away, in distress. Um, God is in charge of our lives. He's in charge. And he will do whatever he needs to do for us. The spiritual mind of God. We have to realize that we not we are not just a physical being. Well, what I'm talking to you about tonight is your spiritual being. That spiritual being that connects with God. That spiritual being that talks to you in the midnight hour. That spiritual being that when you try to make a decision and you don't know what to do, somehow the Holy Spirit will tap into your mind and say, go doing so and so. Why? The Spirit of God is in us. That's the Spirit that will live with us forever and ever and ever. That's why he said, it is written, but I say, that we are killed all day long. He said, how can you be killed all day long? Sometimes you're killed all day long by attitudes. Sometimes you're killed all day long by what you say and then you have to repent. Sometimes you're killed all day long emotionally. Sometimes you're killed day long spiritually because you thought you had more money in the bank than you had. Yeah. Sometimes you're killed all day long just by how how you might think because it's not always audible what you think, but sometimes it's just in your mind what you think. What's your mind, what you think about a person, how they act, how they live, what they say, what they look like. Hallelujah. So it's your spiritual mind that stays in contact with God, and that's how we can be killed all day long by your thoughts, by your attributes, uh, your thinking, your money sources, your love sources, everything. We are killed all day long when we don't put on the mind of Christ. 
Hallelujah. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. In all these things, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm an overcomer. I overcome everything in the realm of the spirit. I speak to the DNA, my DNA every day. I speak to the will of God in my DNA. I speak to my outer man in the will of God every day. I speak everything that I God speaks me to, to myself. I speak, God, that I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. I speak that I have the mind of Christ. I speak that I have the will of God. I speak what God says. I speak it. Even if I don't feel it, I speak it. I speak it because once you speak it, it is established on the earth. It talks about in Anamosa, in Abaca. It says to, to speak it. So we have to speak in your DNA the things that you need in God, and it shall come to pass. Amen. It says, I am persuaded that neither death, so ain't nothing going to stop me. Nothing. No how. No way. No person. No woman. No hand. No demon. No demonic force. To every level, every devil, go back to the pit of hell from which you come. In the name of Jesus. It says, for I am persuaded that neither death, though death can't stop you. You know why death can't stop you? Because you've given your life to Christ. You've given God your will. And now, when you give your life to Christ, you end up in eternity. No life, no angels, no principalities, no powers, no things, no presence, or things to come. In other words, that things that might aggravate you today, and it might come again, but that don't mean it has power over you. You don't have power over you. The enemy will constantly aggravate you because they don't want you to know who you are. They don't want you to be uh, a king's kid. He don't want you to know your Bible. He don't want you to be what God called you to be. So he's going to aggravate you. The enemy will try to intimidate you. The enemy will tries to make you depressed and oppressed and suppressed and keep you down. But that's the enemy's job. That's one thing I learned about the enemy. The enemy does not take a vacation. Sometimes we take a vacation, um, but um, the enemy doesn't take a vacation. Okay? And when I, you can't handle me on this area, God will, uh, the enemy will shift you up to a different level. Because he's trying to find your weak point. He's trying to find out where I can take you out, how I can destroy you. Okay? So, so, so we constantly, we must be vigilant. We have to be always doing what God called us to do. We have to constantly have a constant prayer life in God. 
And when you have a constant prayer life in God, I'm not going to tell you that the enemy's not coming after you, but I can tell you now with a surety that he has enough that you can run him out of your life. He will run you down, run him over, and say, look here, you ain't got no dependent over me. You ain't got no power over me. You have nothing over me. Let me tell you, my father in, in Jesus Christ himself, he kicked you out of heaven, and you have no power. You have no authority over me, my household, my children, my grandchildren. There's nothing, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Yeah, you might, but honey, I tell you what, you ain't got nothing because Jesus in control of our lives. That's what he was talking about. That you will have no height or no depth. No matter how you go, high how you go, or how low you go, God is still going to be right there. No matter what you're going through, God is right there. No matter how you feel, God is right there. Sometimes those things that we want in our lives, we want them, but it's not right now. So we have to pray, God, whatever your perfect will is, whatever your will is for me, Lord. God, I really don't want to wait, but God, whatever your will is, because I've discovered that when I'm, when I try to move out of your timing, I just mess up now, God. So please give me your perfect will, not permissive will. Just give me something just to get you off my back because I've aggravated you. But, God, give me your perfect will. And in the perfect will of God, I know that my Redeemer liveth. With the perfect will of God, I'm going to seek your faith. And with the perfect will of God, I'm going to learn and do what God called me to do. And I'm going to do what God says he's ordained me to do in the perfect will of God. And knowing that my Redeemer liveth, that no matter what happens, neither height nor depth nor any other creative thing can stop me doing what God has called me to be in his will. In his perfect will. And the word perfect means lacking nothing. So, Lord, when I walk in the perfect will of God that's lacking nothing, I am in the will of God no matter what happens. No matter what happens in our lives. That the Romans were a people that did everything they wanted to do. And God was constantly telling them to live right, do right, be right, be in the perfect will of God. Then he turned and said, now here in this particular chapter, uh, at Romans 8, he says, and, and we know that all things work together for the good. So if you don't feel it, the word said, it's your good. If you don't understand it, he says it's still for your good. You don't like it, it's still for your good. Why? Because I died on the cross just for you. And no matter what happened, Right here. No matter what's going on, right here in this book. Okay? He says, there's no weapon formed against me. That I'm more than a conqueror. In fact, I'm not just a conqueror, I'm a super conqueror. I'm a super, super person in God. I, my DNA is God. I breathe God. I 
thank God. I pray God. I pray God. I love God. I love on him, God. And because of that, I am a super duper anointed person, the vessel of God. Why? Because he said, because I am persuaded that neither life or death or principality or power, no created thing can separate us, saints, from the love of God. When you realize again who you are, the enemy can't stop you, can't block you, can't hinder you. But when you don't know who you are, you are a king's kid. You are anointed. You are appointed. You are just, you, you walk in the image of Jehovah King. You are El, El Shaddai himself. You are the master. He is the master preacher, master teacher. He is God all by himself. And God, we can't make it without you. God, we can't breathe without you, God. So, Father, as we close this sermon tonight, breathe on us tonight. Keep us in your perfect will. God, teach us to stand and wait for the manifestation of your glory. Keep us in your perfect peace with a mind that's stayed on you. And God, teach us and let us know, God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, God. We praise you, God, for the perfect. But we thank you, God. Hallelujah. Get you died on the cross for us. We thank you, God, that you rose on the third day. We thank you, God, that you died. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. For the Holy Ghost. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. All 39 tribes, God. We thank you, God, for delivering us from us, God. Thank you, God, for delivering us from everybody that needs to be delivered, God. Thank you, God. Holy Ghost, have your way in our lives. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. For you are God more than enough. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. When you died on the cross, God, and when you die, hallelujah, the heaven and earth, I am a whole shook on the third day. Hallelujah, God. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. And the people died up from the grave in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God. And even Hanamosa, even Naniosa, even hallelujah, hallelujah, that the soldier said that surely this must be the God. King of kings and sword of lords. We thank you, God. Watch us. Watch us, God. Wash us from all infirmities, God. Wash us, God. Renewing us the right spirit, God, towards us, God. God, we don't want to die and be lost in the name of Jesus. We don't want to die and go to hell. Hallelujah, because we didn't get repent for one thought, one mindset, God. We need you, God, to wash us, cleanse us, hold us in the palm of your hand. Forgive us, God. God, forgive us for those things that we don't even know that we need to be forgiven, God, for us, God. God, we need you now, God. We need you now, God. We need you, God. God, I'm so caught about God, this Cyrus, God, oh, God, people all over the world. God, I thank you, God. We thank you for Ireland. We thank you for France. We thank you for Asia. We thank you for Vietnam, God. We thank you for all these countries that work with us and listen to us every day, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for the United States of America, God, that we can worship in our own homes and not 
don't even have to leave this place, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for our children, our grandchildren. We thank you, God, for our great-grandchildren, God, that we might not see. God, we see it in a far off, like Abraham, God, we see it afar off. Our grandchildren will praise God, that our grandchildren will be filled with the Holy Ghost, that our grandchildren will know their God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. In the Pabo that the blood of Jesus, God, we cut them we surround us, God, with the blood of Jesus, that the mind of God, the spirit of God, we thank you, God, in the name of Jesus, God. Oh, God, breathe on us tonight, God, breathe on us. Oh, God, Jesus, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus. Thank you, thank you. Right now, God, the blood of Jesus. Everybody on the line, the blood of Jesus. Everybody that needs a touch from God, the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah, God, hallelujah, God. Hallelujah in relationship, God, now. Hallelujah, God. I hear you saying, God, take heart, Amosha. Relationship, God. God, whatever is your will is my will. God, hear you, God, said, I, what kind of my hear God saying to you? Ah, God, whatever is your will, God, is my will, God. In your name, God, in the name of Jesus. And we praise you, God. And we praise you, God, for your word, God. Holy Ghost, have your way. Holy Ghost, have your way. Holy Ghost, have your way. Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Father, we thank you. God, we praise you. God, we magnify you, God. God, we decree and declare for the high place of your word, God. We decree and declare that we walk in your word, talk in your word, breathe in your word. In the name of Jesus, we thank you now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Oh, God, create us a clean heart. And a right spirit, God, in the name of Jesus, we decree and declare, God, hallelujah, that everything that you want for us, God, we say yes, 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 God, in the name of Jesus, yes, 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 yes to your will, yes to your way, yes, God, yes, yes, save our children, yes, 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 God, in the name of Jesus, yes, 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 Say the husband, God. Yes, yes, yes. Say, God. In the name of Jesus. And we praise you in advance, God. We praise you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah for your word, God. Hallelujah, God, for your word, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If there's anybody in Aboshai on the line, God, hallelujah, has aches and pain tonight. Oh, God, hold those hands up. Where are you, God? Right now, God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we praise you now, God. Hallelujah. Heal, heal, heal. Heal by your power. Heal, heal. In the name of Jesus. Heal from frustrations. Heal from aggravations. All day long, God. Heal, heal. By your power. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God. 
We thank you, God. Oh, God. Holy Ghost, have your way on every line, every home right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God, thank you. Thank you, Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Headache, headache, headache. I don't know if I hear anybody on the line. Hallelujah. But I hear the Lord saying, headache, headache, headache. Headache, headache, headache. Hallelujah. When the breath comes, when the breath comes, became. Hallelujah. I hear God saying, headache, I send it back to the pit of hell. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Open that door and let another side. And take that headache and take it on the other side. And put it out the door. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for your work, God. Thank you. God, thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Somebody on the line, and it never holds Oh God, I never side. Wants a new car. In fact, they want to go to the Namosaya. A car lot that ever holds the other way. And God said, go, go, go. I don't know if it's you, Abel, but I'm not In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But God said it about, I send it back to the pit of hell. 
God do the same. Same thing. Go to the front door and open the door and shut it there. Now, now, now. God said, go straight to the door. And open the door and send that spirit out. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Ah, God, thank you. Hallelujah. 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 The Lord God said you had a you had a had a had a rough day today. You had a little rough day today. But God said I'll handle everything you didn't finish doing yesterday. God Got everything you had to say you were going to finish too. God said, well, you'll do it tomorrow. But God said, I got a miracle in the process for the next seven days. Even your son. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, that thing you're just talking about right now. Right there, Dolores. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Mm, God, thank you. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey, God. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God is working it out. God is working out for you. God is working it out for you. Everybody yes, on the line, on the line. God said, "I'm working everything out for you." Yes, sir. Yes, it doesn't seem like it. Out of the most high, God said, "I'm working it out." God said, "You're going to give you an un- a behind-the-scenes miracle." Ah, God said, Even with your taxes, God said, "I'm doing an behind miracle." God, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. Hallelujah. Mm. Bishop. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah。Hallelujah。Hallelujah。Hallelujah。Hallelujah。Hallelujah。Hallelujah。Hallelujah。Hallelujah。Hallelujah。Hallelujah。Hallelujah。Hallelujah。Hallelujah。H
God said, the last, the last 72 hours, the been in the But God said, I'm going to show you his man. Mm-hmm. Yes, God.
But God said, just be you. Just be you. Be the man that I called you to be. Be the man, Hakatohosha, from your mother's womb that I called you to be. Be the man that I called you to be and have ordained you to be in the last days. And when you do that, every door will be open, God said. The word is you say you cannot cut the right to the left. You got a boat. God said, watch your friends. God said, watch your friends. Because your friends are anything that's not godly, those that are not filled with the Holy Ghost, God said, cut them off. Because now God says, I'm getting ready to lift you up in a spiritual place in him if it's your desire in him, in his will, in his way. Amen. That's the Lord said. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to turn it over to Apostle um, Erica. Amen. At this time. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank God for the mighty move of God on tonight. We thank everybody for tuning in to eat a lot of prophetic shift. Amen. On tonight, on the mantle of prayer, and mm-hmm. we just thank God for people tuning in, not just um, on the line, but people are tuning on the platform and YouTube on this evening. We have Pastor Yvonne, amen, is on YouTube, on listening, listening live, amen. God bless you, amen, amen woman of God. God bless you, amen, amen, on this amen woman of God. Morning. Code 
Amen. When we call in live, we call in live. Amen. On tonight, call us live at 313-209-8800. Amen. With our ministry code at 615-3528. Connect with us throughout the week. Amen. On Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Amen. On this move. Amen. God is truly moving by the power of his might. Amen. On throughout the week. Amen. We're having our uh, revival coming up. Amen. Next month in April. I'll keep y'all posted. Amen. And that is the uh, the Lock and Note Pull the Trigger 5th Annual Revival. Amen. That's coming up. and going to have three uh, dynamic speakers. Amen. So y'all don't want to miss this. Amen. We want to close this out on tonight. We can have uh, have a uh, prophet. Amen. He's going to go ahead and lead us out for prayer on tonight. Amen. God bless you, everybody. God bless you. Amen. Bless you. Amen. Everybody. Amen. You want to go pray? Amen. He's going to pray us out on tonight. Amen. Erica. Yes. Erica. Yes. Did, did Pastor yes. Shenard hang up yet? Pastor. Shenard. Pastor Shenard. Shenard, is she going yet? No, I don't see. I don't see her. I don't see her. Okay. 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 I don't see her. I don't see her. That's right. Amen. We're going to go ahead and have uh, Prophet. Amen. Lead us in the prayer um, out on tonight. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for this blessed day. We thank you, Father, for another day just to be among the living. And we just thank you, Father, for your grace, your mercy, your love, and just loving us all. Father God, we lift you up, we give you praise, and we lift your name on high. And we love you, we give you praise, we give you honor and the glory. This night and forever. Amen. 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 Everybody for tuning in. Amen. Tune in throughout the week. Amen. I'm telling you, God is truly moving. God is good. If you have a kingdom expansion, Amen. God is moving. I'm going to tell y'all, God is moving. Amen. We are approximately right now in 20 countries, amen, and 39 states. Amen. And so we are in 20 countries now officially and 39 right. states. And we just keep right. continuing spreading the word of God, amen, and pushing it, amen. We are pushing it beyond, amen. We are pushing it beyond in this season. We are pushing beyond everything that we expected. Uh, we didn't even expect to what to take place on this season, but God is truly doing it. Amen. And he had to do what he had to do because he was getting, grabbing the ecclesia's attention, which is us. We are the church. We are, he's grabbing our attention. So we are thankful for on tonight for those who are tuned in live. Amen. On YouTube, follow us. Amen. At ELR Prophetic Shift Podcast Network. Follow us on YouTube. Amen. And follow us. We are on many multiple platforms. There are 18 platforms right now. So we give God glory. So everybody, God bless you tonight. Have a uh, sweet spirit. Pastor um, Yvonne, you want to say anything tonight? Amen. You out there? Okay. Is she out there? Yes, yeah, she's there? out there on YouTube. She's on YouTube. Amen. She's on YouTube. Can, can, God bless you. Can Love she you. hear me? Can, can she hear me? Um, yes. Can you hear her? Okay. Yeah. Hi, how are you doing? Yes. 
Okay, I wanted to tell you this. I was asking if you were still on the line. Um, and uh, since the last time I talked, I spoke with you. God said he's knows, I know you've been going through a lot. But God says he's giving you a miracle in a little bit. So you just hang on in there. And even that project you've been promising you were going to finish it, God's going to make it possible for you. you heard me? Amen. Okay. Amen. All right. God bless you. All right. God bless y'all. Okay. God bless y'all. Have a wonderful night. God bless you. Bye. Okay. God bless Enjoy you. the whole thing, Good night. Okay. Good night. Okay. Good night.